0: London's Biggest Conversation continues with Steve Allen, LBC 97.3. Morning team. How surprised would you be if your 13-year-old son uh, started asking you about condoms? Would you be surprised? I'm sort of secretly thinking, probably in this day and age, you'd be quite grateful that they were asking about condoms. You'd be more worried if it was your 13-year-old daughter, wouldn't you? For some reason, sons, you kind of think it's okay. At least they're out there. At least they're using protection because of all the diseases you can pick up. And that's uh, that's even before you've got round to having the late-night kebab. Morning, team. Nice to be company. Welcome along to Wednesday's edition of Steve Allen's Early Breakfast LBC. Don't ever eat kebabs. Do you realise that one kebab, 2,000 calories? That is enough for one woman's intake for the entire day. They went round and did a survey, as Bill probably told you earlier on, he knows all about them. I mean, he—I shouldn't imagine Bill Buckley has ever eaten a kebab in his life. He just doesn't look like the sort of person... No matter how drunk you would get or whatever, you just wouldn't touch them because you know that it's the worst kind of food you can ever eat. And if, if you want proof of this, the proof would be, buy one tonight, leave it, and then have a look at it tomorrow morning. And have a look at all the fat that soaked into the... It's just disgusting food. And it turned out that the majority they investigated weren't even halal. They had pork in and other things. I wouldn't actually like to uh, discover what the other things were. But to have pork in there and then passed it off as halal. You know, what can be halal about it? The answer is, it's a rip-off. Don't ever touch it. It's disgusting. Talking of disgusting, here he is. Disgusting, I'm afraid. Uh, Jack Tweed. All his mates would go, yeah, you're on the front page of the papers, mate. You're a big star. You're a nasty, convicted little thug. And you're going to have to live with your mummy, because you can't be trusted outside. And we're going to tag you, and we're going to watch you very carefully. Unfortunately, as he's cheated on Jade twice, it's going to happen again. She seems to think that a wedding is imminent. What a foolish girl she must be. And she's going, oh, my my Jack's back. The trouble is, this deluded person, uh, followed by a film crew outside the prison, because they're making Jade my story. You know, a little bit like Chantel, my story. It's just disgusting nowadays. It was the other day, and I only realised it as I was going home, Nicola McLean. Uh, Some page three thing uh, Was saying that when she was in the jungle She hated David Van Day She called him a very rude word And also um, Timmy Mallet A very rude word now, I'm no big fan of either of them. You know, I've, I've, I think they're actually passable. But what what they gave to television was far more than poor old Nicola McLean ever gave anybody. All she ever did, this no-talented, bleach-blonde, over-inflated little page-three thing, is get her boobs out. And that was it. That's, that's the extent of her talent, is getting her boobs out. At least David Van Day had hit singles in the charts. Timmy Mallet, a very successful running programme. And she has the audacity to knock them. You stupid little girl, honestly. These page three things that crawl out the woodwork. There's two in the papers today. Uh, One is from Aberdeenshire, and the other one is from Monmouthshire. And they've come down to London to make their, their fortune. And in fact, they managed to land it in one night. I mean, they call them ladies. I'm sorry, I don't think ladies wear these kind of scrubber outfits that these two are wearing. I'm sorry, one of them... And now, she could be, because I've, I've managed to get their, their details off the computer, because I, I, I had to find out just what their track record was. And the track record is nothing at all, just page-free girl. And uh, hope to make it in glamour world. And here she is. This is Stevie Louise. Stevie Louise is no great beauty. In fact, she really isn't a beauty at all. Um, she's... Uh, her, her, her level, according to her agency, is very experienced. You know, and so the trouble is... I have to try and get my head around the fact, and, uh, and 99% of people will agree that when they say very experienced, she's a model. Does that mean she can shove her tits in the uh, photographer's face? Or does it mean she can hang around nightclubs and try and bag somebody, like Russell Brown, so you get your picture in the paper? Because that's what it all comes down to and There's no particular talent in what she does, and when you look at a picture of her, you look at her and you think, there's nothing to you, dear, you haven't even got a pretty face, you're not even a pretty girl. She says, like to do runway you're not pretty enough to do that kind of stuff. I'm sorry, love. You know, it's very nice if you come from Monmouthshire or Aberdeenshire, because probably up there there's not much to do. And so it's a case of, come and come down to London, bleach our hair, wear somebody else's hair, uh, try and bag somebody famous, you know, wear what can only be described as practically nothing. I can't work out. Stevie, Stevie Louise is the thinner of the two. The other one's the hefty hideaway girl with the rat tails. And they're in every paper today. But luckily, they didn't have sex with him. So that's good news, isn't it? So now they're both famous for... Nope, it's finished. There you go. That was it. So, uh, well done. They're in all the papers today, which is uh, which is absolutely lovely. I can't look at pictures, I'm afraid, of uh, Jade's kiss and cuddle with Jack Tweed. He doesn't look as though he's kind of getting into it as much as she is for the cameras. Funny, that, isn't it? I wonder how long he'll be going... Oh, God. Yeah, I mean, you know, when you're inside... For four months, he should have stayed in there for the full 14 months. I should imagine, I don't want to be rude, but anything looks pretty attractive, doesn't it? You know, you've been stuck in there with a load of men. He, he walked a bit funny when he came out, so no big surprise to most people. And, uh, and she's there go hello, and he's going, oh my God, it doesn't look any better after four months, does it? It doesn't look any better. And it's just done for publicity. It's done for a TV programme, and it's on the front of every paper. I find it disgusting that nobody's mentioned, not one word, not one word, in this whole article about the poor 15-year-old lad, he beat around the head with a golf club. Pathetic, in it, nowadays? You almost think to yourself, for those people who might disagree with me, you know, I tell you what, let's send him round, beat up somebody in your family, and then you see how you like it. Unfortunately, nowadays, it's it's all terribly tragic. Terribly, terribly tragic, and that's it. I must show you the picture of the, these girls. Now, I don't want to be... Am I being rude? I mean... I mean, what is that outfit? It's not an is outfit,
1: that, really. It's a swimming costume. It's a swimming costume,
0: <laughs> isn't it? And you wear that to a nightclub in the middle of blooming winter. We are in January, oh aren't we? Yeah. But then, but she does have a picture here. It's what that's what she looks like. Sunglasses. I on. know. But that's what she <gasps> looks like. I know. <laughs> I mean, see, it's not me. The man just says so. It's got to be true. <laughs> it is right. just sad, isn't it? That that's that's all she can do in her life is hang around with a celebrity and get her boobs out. Hope your parents are pleased with you, Stevie Louise. I bet they're really thrilled. God, I don't know. It does worry, doesn't it? Uh, I do love this particular story. And it was sent in to me uh, by a very good friend of mine, Ivor, who's, who's going to give me a book, actually, later on today. And it's a, it's, it's a sad story. It's a sad story. It's a story of a man who met a beautiful blonde lady and decided he wanted to marry her right away. She said, but we don't know anything about each other. He said, that's OK. ''We'll learn about each other as we go along.'' So she consented, they were married, and off they went on their honeymoon to a very nice resort. One morning, they were lying by the pool when he got up off his towel, climbed up the ten-metre board and did a -a two-and-a-half somersault, followed by three rotations. Then he straightened out and cut the water like a knife. After a few more demonstrations, came out and lay back on the towel. She said, ''That's fantastic. That is incredible.'' He said, ''Well, I used to be an Olympic diving champion.'' You see, I told you we'd learn more about each other as we went along. So she got up, jumped in the pool and started doing lengths. After 75 lengths, she climbed out of the pool, lay down on a towel and was hardly out of breath. He said, that was incredible. Were you an Olympic endurance swimmer? She said, no, no, I was a prostitute in Liverpool, but I worked both sides of the Mersey. There you go. That's your gag for this morning. It's the best one you're going to get, I'm afraid, in between that and, no, their time is up, I'm afraid, for Louise and and her little friend. You feel sorry for these girls. The trouble is, you know what'll happen, and I've seen it a million times, and I saw it and witnessed it myself years and years ago. When Stringfellows used to be a nightclub, before it turned into sort of girls hanging around poles, uh, it was the place to go in London. All the photographers went there, all the paparazzi, Dave Hogan. Everybody was there. They were all there. And uh, lots of celebrities went there. And you went in the door and there were pictures of all the celebrities. And it was it was a, a really good place to go. I would go there and I would have breakfast or I'd have a meal or something like that. We didn't do the dancing downstairs. That was for people out of town who came in. Everybody else just went there because it was social. And Peter would come over and chat. And we really had a, a, a very, very good time. And I remember one evening... Uh, There'd been a, a piece in one of the papers and it was about the fact that Stringfellows wouldn't let people in unless they were suitably attired. You had to look glamorous. None of this sort of, you know, tarty kind of outfits like these two girls are wearing here. But that's where they come from. This is, this is considered quite good and, and their mums and dads will be really proud. That's my little girl in the paper with Russell Brand. And, um, you know, <laughs> and so the, the story was that you, could never, that you couldn't get into string fellows if you weren't properly attired. And two girls were there and uh, one of the photographers from, I think it was the Daily Star, said, listen, why don't we, can you take your tops off, run across the road, topless, and we'll have the bouncers standing there going, no, you can't come in because you're topless. So they went, yeah, we would do that. So they did. They went over the road. They took the tops off. They ran across the road, a photographer captured the scene of them standing there, stark naked, apart from their little sort of dress things on, and the bouncer with his hand up going, no, you can't come in. And that made the paper the next day. And I remember looking at it thinking, I was there for that. I watched that being <laughs> created. Amazing, isn't it? It's like I remember one time, the photographers very naughty they were at the time, very, very naughty, and um, Boy George was going through his, uh, his drug phase. And they'd, they'd got wind, he was in a London nightclub. But they wanted a picture of somebody, you know, attacking him outside. So they offered a drunk on the street a 100 quid for when George came out to go and punch him in the face so they could get a picture of somebody attacking him. It was that desperate in those days. That's exactly what they were doing. Absolutely dreadful. You don't seriously think half these... I mean, the whole Jade thing, you know, whether you like her or whether you don't like it, it's staged for publicity. The whole thing. Absolutely every bit of it. You know, whether or not Jack Tweed stays with her, of course, is laughable, because he hasn't stayed with her up until now. They certainly weren't going out before he went into prison. Unfortunately, she sits there thinking, who can I go out with? I've got nobody else, have I? You know, I'm thinking, it's a shame that the father of your two children doesn't emerge more on the scene. Because it, it, it appeared that there was uh, Jack's mother out there as well. You feel immensely sorry for this family, that they've got a son like that, don't you? A 21-year-old goes around and beats up a 15-year-old boy. He should have served the full, uh, full term in prison. I'm sick to death of this country. We, we get people who go into prison and they go, well, it's, um, it's 14 months, but you'll be out in four, don't worry. Be out in four. And so he merges and gets the front pages of the papers. What more proof do people need that we've now degenerated into the, the, the worse you are, the bigger the celebrity? Yesterday, two murdering thugs, the Crays, uh, had their their jewellery and glasses for sale and it raised 100000 proving that there's still an interest in these two old toe rags. You can't believe it, can you? And that's what it's come down to. People who appear on the Jeremy Kyle show put themselves up as celebrities now. You appear on Big Brother for five seconds and then they they charge money to go and visit people. Although not according to the Daily Star this morning where apparently there was a punch-up at the Big Brother final party. Nobody spoke to Ulrika, uh, Michelle... Uh, was in tears yet again, which of course reduces me to just wetting myself every time I look at her, because uh, again, a woman with no talent whatsoever, can't sing can't dance, can't do anything but she does do not wearing knickers very well which is apparently her claim to fame it's a shame, isn't it? You can look back on this Michelle and go, I'm famous, but I've got no money perhaps I'll just make myself bankrupt, tragic isn't it? Quarter past five (laughs) News headlines. Sir Paul Stevenson will be confirmed as the new Met Commissioner this morning, according to leaked information. He was Sir Ian Blair's deputy. He's been running the force since Sir Ian stood down. A medical technician who just lost his job has shot dead his wife and five children before killing himself, according to police in L.A. The family of seven, which included twin five-year-old girls and twin two-year-old boys, were discovered in their home yesterday. Gordon Brown could get into a showdown with his own MPs later over plans to build a third runway at Heathrow. As a Commons vote on it, dozens of labor backbenchers are expected to go against the government. And Britain's most expensive footballer has been arrested in Leeds over an alleged serious sexual assault on a woman in a nightclub. Manchester City striker Rubinho has released a statement through his spokesman saying he strenuously denies doing anything wrong and is happy to cooperate with the police. So Let's we'll check on the State of the Road for 850... team. 19 minutes past five. Steve Hargrave will be with us a little bit later on. He's going to be tired. I warn you now, there could be a yawn because he's, he's flown in from Texas and he's feeling a little bit world-weary, poor soul. I know how he feels some mornings. James Embarking says the 2012 Olympics in London are going to be an amazing cultural experience. Imagining the, the hordes of international fans, Africans, Jamaicans, Indians, Pakistanis, Iraqis, Turks, Chinese, Vietnamese, Thais, Greeks, Poles... Uh, Czechs, Russians and South Africans, uh, all of whom will have travelled as many as uh, 10 miles, he says, to get there. Which only goes to prove how multicultural we are now. Aren't we fantastic? Have you noticed different areas of London? I, ch- I drove through London yesterday and I was looking at all the different pockets of sort of, of ethnic groups in London. You know, traditionally, hasn't it been? People say, oh, if you go to Southall, there's a lot of... Asian people, a lot of Sikhs in Southall. If you go to Hendon, it's quite a Jewish area. Watford's quite a Jewish area. If you go to Brixton, it's a fairly black area. Ealing traditionally used to be the queen of the suburbs. It's Polish. It's become Polish overnight. There's Polish shops and everything else. We ourselves, I've mentioned before in Twickenham, have a South African shop. I've never dared go in it. Because I don't know what half the stuff is. And I look at it, I understand what the Polish stuff is, because I recognise that. And I'm, I'm quite good with spotting what pickled cabbage looks like and everything else. And I've looked and I've thought, it's quite nice, but it's quite expensive. But it's, it's only the same as us going to, say, maybe live in, in Germany and finding an English shop. You go, do you know you can get Marmite and peanut butter and all the things which you can't get locally? Because I don't seem to have supermarkets abroad. Only about here. Uh, Steve... Uh, Lee says, what really annoys me about Jade Goody is the fact she didn't even win the Big Brother. She just appeared in it. Why? She got so much publicity. She's a nobody, just like that idiotic boyfriend of hers. Um, It's true. It's because she was so thick and so stupid that the public, God knows who they were, but I think I've probably seen them on the Jeremy Kyle show, kind of warmed to her. And they went, oh, we like Jade because she's one of us. In other words, the, the the argument being that no matter how stupid you are, no matter how thick or revolting... And do you remember when she sat there with no clothes on? And people went, oh, dear God, love, put it away. You know, and then it turned out her mother was a one-armed lesbian. And the, the whole thing just degenerated into, this family can't be real. And who's her father? And then we weren't sure. And then I think we might have been sure. And then now I can't remember either way. And so it was because she then started playing stupid. A little bit like, um... Frank Bruno, who because he was so inarticulate, I had to say you know what I mean, Harry, and that became a catchphrase. We I mean, used to laugh at him, but ultimately he was stupid. There was nothing you could do about it. You get some people who are the in the levers class. You've only got to watch any film, like I don't know what was that for Greece? Watch Greece, because there they have the levers class. They they have exactly the same in hairspray. Unfortunately, the star of the film goes to the leavers class, which is for people who are too stupid to her, so she develops a talent for dancing, and that's how, the, that's how the whole thing takes off. But you do get people like that. It's like when you read arguments in the Daily Star, and you think, are they now looking, the Daily Star, because they've always put Jordan on the front page of OK magazine, exactly the same stable, and it's very clever marketing. The trouble is, she's so deluded, she believes that everything she says, people take notice of. Whereas, in fact, there was a picture of her in the paper the other day. She'd, again, staggered out of a nightclub, and she's now too old to do nightclubs. You cannot do nightclubs if you're over 20. You look a bit sad and silly. So Russell Brand really shouldn't be doing nightclubs. If you want to pick up old things like that, Russell, go to any phone box. There's little cards in there. They come round, you know, they do the business, and they go and sell the story to the paper. That's how it works. But Jordan has put the boot into another telly babe, this time attacking Kelly Brook. Seems fair game, as far as I'm concerned. The attack comes after Katie Price uh, also took a swipe at Lucy Pinder. Lucy Pinder, she describes as uh, a vile, overweight glamour girl. You see, well, I, I thought that was the description of Katie Price, who is a vile—not no, overweight—but she is quite revolting, and she only has her own little group of friends with her. That's that sort of very camp makeup man who does the worst makeup I've ever seen on a. Gla- you know, they, she should really change him and get somebody else in. And she has a lot of yes people. The moment somebody says anything against her, she she becomes the vile person everybody knows her to be. But she didn't like Kelly Brook on Celebrity Love Island or on The Big Breakfast. I don't dislike her. She's good at calendars. You know, whereas in fact, Katie Price is very good as long as you don't ever ask it to open its mouth. Because it then becomes quite quite revolting. But the good news is, and here's, here's something to gladden your heart on a Wednesday, because I knew you'd worry about it, and you wonder where this information comes from because Ashley Cole is lining up an extra special Valentine's Day for Cheryl to make up for his play-away past. In other words, he's still paying for it, but, of course, she's one of these women who's prepared to forgive a man who's cheated and gone out. And did you see the thing he cheated with? I mean, girl, blimey. But anyway, for Valentine's Day, so I hope that Cheryl doesn't read the Daily Star today, because it will ruin the surprise. He's going to invite her to take her pick of bling at top jeweller's Tiffany's. If I was Tiffany's, I'd lock the door immediately. You don't want naff people like that in there wearing your stuff. It's supposed to be classy. So you go in there, go, you yeah, got any bling? Any bling? This is Tiffany's. Listen, this is Tiffany's. Who are you? Ashley Cole. Hello. You know, they welcome them in with open arms, don't they? It's like cricket. It's like the shop cricket. We love the shop cricket, because they're inviting Alex Curran and all these other people. And they go, yeah, you look lovely in that, darling. And then they go, out, they go see that outfit? See that outfit? Anyway... So, she's also going to have a day of pampering treatments, a new dress of her choice. This is a woman who's probably nearly earning as much as he is. A new dress, oh, you're tight-fisted so-and-so. And, and a romantic two-day break away. Two-day break. he <laughs> really tight, be like, tight. Poor old Ashley. Perhaps he thinks that that's what you, you, know, you get nowadays. And, you know, and she'll be, you know, it's the usual thing. Oh, I can't do the joke, actually. I've just realised it's too rude. But anyway. so, so she's going to get some bling at Tiffany's. A little bit exciting, won't it? Some bling. A day of pampering treatments. In other words, you're a bit ropey, love, so we thought we'd give you some pampering treatments. A new dress of her choice. I mean, God, it sounds naff, doesn't it? And a two-day breakaway. Last night, a friend said he's really pushing the boat out. Well, he is if you're a tight wad like Ashley Cole. What a naff, romantic thing. But mind you, I hate Valentine's Day. Absolutely hate it. Have you seen all the shops full of... Even Marks and Spencer's got heart-shaped sweets and stuff like... Oh, it's just naff. It really is awful. It's dreadful. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I should have to have a word with Brad, actually. Apparently, they're not going to start selling, in my Marks & Spencers, the tiny tangerines. Because, apparently, going to head office or the stock people, we know our stock. Stupid people, honestly. They'd sell out immediately. But, of course, you know, they think they know best... They don't, of course. 84850, steve at lbc.co.uk. Um, steve, in regards to the Russell Brand story, surely the media is the one to be blamed for encouraging these type of girls. Oh, I, I agree. I absolutely agree with you that if if the media weren't there... I mean, I, I remember telling you the story some time ago that Bross upset the press. And they, they'd said something about the cameraman years ago. This is when Bross were, were famous. And uh, not, of course, now. Although we like Luke... Matt's the nasty one. And uh, you remember the foul mouth. I w- so wished I'd recorded what he said here, because it, it, you could have played it back until Kingdom Come, and you never would have believed the language that emanated from this boy's mouth, the filth and the disgust, after I made a comment that uh, there's about as much chance of Bros coming back as the second coming. They, we were going to have a big party, he said, in Hyde Park, and all our fans will come. I thought, look, you could hold it in a phone box, and you'd still have room to get a load of people in. And he turned up and started mouthing off. We, we called the police, quite rightly. And he went off with his tail between his legs. A rather nasty little drunk, I'm afraid. And, um, and so... I forgot where I was going with that story, actually. Where was I going? I forgot where I was going with it. But anyway, it was all very exciting. It was all very good. But it's, it's, it's true that, that people nowadays like the... F- oh, that's right, yes. Bross and they'd upset the press photographers. So when they turned up at Langham's one night, the press photographers turned their backs on them. So the boys get out of the car... And there's no flash of, of, of cameras or nothing. And so they went in there and they had to come out and apologise. They grovelled. They ate humble pie like there was no tomorrow. And, um, and after that, the relationship was better. But they said to them, listen, we, we make you. Don't ever treat us like that. You know, the poor... Admittedly, some of the photographers are a bit, bit naff. But they stand outside there and they take pictures and then they, get, they go into the press. And you'll always get somebody... It's like the trouble is... if you, if you Imagine, you know, you're the sort of person who wants to appear... You know, your, your aspiration to fame is appearing on the Jeremy Kyle show. And a newspaper says, listen, if you can sleep with somebody famous, we'll give you 10,000 quid. Really? Oh, yeah. 10,000. Really? So, of course, these old brasses will do it. Let's face it, there's people turning tricks for 10 quid down at King's Cross. Why not? 10,000 quid? Somebody famous? These girls won't have made a penny piece, but their pictures will be in all the papers. And their agent will actually say to them, listen, you're in all the papers. You're famous. The trouble is, when you see them without makeup, you've got no idea who they are. They're just two scrawny little girls with no talent.
2: London's big...
0: Morning, team. Wednesday morning. Isn't it great? I love Wednesday morning. And it's damp outside, and we'll try and sort out the podcast for later. Again, uh, unfortunately, because so many of you are podcasting and downloading, the system went... (laughs) ..again last night. So, for Phil, who is podcast-less at the moment and is suffering with it quite badly, and uh, also Noreen says, I'm, I'm not, the podcasts are not working properly, you know, <laughs> we'll try and sort those out later, I did see the one show, I can't bear it, they had the ghastly Ainsley Harriet on there yesterday, and, uh, and I looked at this man, and I thought, and he kept referring to himself as a chef, he's not a chef, he was a cook, he worked at Lord's Cricket Ground, he was never, ever a chef, there's a complete difference, a chef and a cook, a cook is somebody who works in the school kitchen, Well, that's exactly what he did, he was never a chef, as far as I know, uh, they were talking about blackjacks and fruit salads, Noreen said, made me feel old. You do when you talk about things like that, don't you? But I go round Costco and I look at... They've got the flying saucers in a jar, which were those rice paper things with... uh, I keep looking at them and thinking, they're lovely. They're nice. (laughs) Isn't it nice to see something old-fashioned? I don't think there's anything the matter with being old-fashioned or feeling old. I really don't, and I think it's absolutely fine. It's only other people. All you have to be grateful for is that we had all those nice things. All they've got today is stabbings stabbings and old brasses in the paper, you know, getting their bits out, and you think... And that's the extent of it, really. It's a bit of a shame. It's all going to implode. Hopefully not while we're alive, but uh, afterwards. Headline forecast. Cloudy with rain, most parts, until midday. More isolated this afternoon. Maximum temp. seven centigrade. Actually, I'm doing my... My good turn for my brother again today. Pardon me for indigestion. I'm, um... I've sorted out my DVDs. I, I went into another room last night and was suddenly confronted buy about 500 DVDs, I'd forgotten I had, and I know you might think, "How can you forget you had 500?" It's because I have got that many. So I've I've literally cleared up. I bought I bought a big bag of rubbish sacks, you know, but the heavy duty ones for putting the garden rubbish in or putting uh, bricks and things like that in. And I filled up two of them, and that's that's all the the time I had last night because I had other things to do. So I'm I'm desperately trying to get rid of those today, so at least we'll have some room in the car. (laughs) Because at the moment, I've got no room anywhere. It's just just getting crackers at all. Uh, 84850. Oh. Simon says, seeing as you're the most downloaded podcast on LBC and sold out all the shows, have you ever been offered a chance to have a column for the Sun of the News of the World? Yes. I was offered it. When we were in Fleet Street, the editor of the News of the World invited me over for a chat, and they were looking to replace the man who allegedly went out with Samantha Fox, uh, Kit somebody uh anyway and they were looking to replace him and they were interested no because they'd heard the program and they said would you like to do it and i thought yeah it'd be a great idea to do it and then i thought oh I'm never gonna get any sleep you've got to go to the nightclubs you've got to start writing about people some of whom you might like some of whom you wouldn't like and and i thought no and in in the end we, we sort of came to a mutual decision that i'd still plug the papers and and it would do quite well uh if not i think they're mad said uh Said, uh, said me. He said, or oh, have you turned it down, or would you get sued if you put it to print? No, no, no. No, it's all... It's, uh, the trouble is I don't tell lies about anybody. Never tell lies. If you tell lies, you get sued. If you, if you don't tell lies, you never get sued. It's as simple as that. <laughs> never get sued. Never been sued. Because I don't tell lies. I just tell the truth. It's called... It's called being honest. And and sometimes you know people don't like it if you're honest. Oh, Steve Allen's always slagging off this and that. But that's why for for years we had the bitches back as the theme tune. Bit of a giveaway there, the bitches back. Some people don't quite get that. Um, uh, Audio again isn't working apparently on the podcast. They seem to have disappeared from the home page of the website. It's being looked into. Being looked into. So, it it on the case. Actually, there must be so many of you doing it nowadays. I should imagine it's, it's probably very difficult to try and make sure that they're all they're all there every day. But they, they will be there, I promise you. 84850, steve at lbc.co.uk. Somebody's buying Victoria Beckham's clothes. It's not Susan Spence and it's not me. Their company, DBB turned over £180 million last year. Who's buying this rubbish? Who is buying skirts that are meant for middle-aged women, which come down... We used to call them maxi skirts years ago. There was mini, midi... Maxi and the maxi came just above the hill. So it's nothing new, except it's made for people who look as if they haven't eaten anything for about five years. Mind you, Victoria Beckham, you really feel like holding her down, don't you, and shoving a few kebabs in her mouth and going, go on, 2,000 calories each time, eat them, eat them. She'll be very good indeed. I was very upset, actually. I've decided no more food for Andrew Pierce on a Sunday on the station. No more Pearce's. Uh, n- no more Pearce's. No more no Pearce's. <laughs> no more piercers. Because I very kindly this week, and I always very kindly, leave him some food. Mm-hmm. You know, and this week I left him some uh little miniature tangerines, which we all know about, and some um Jaffa cake biscuits, which I bought from M&S, you know, I mean yes. not not cheap. Anyway, he offered them to his guest, some Baroness, <laughs> who I thought she'd wandered out of the sound of music. And again, slagging my food off. Oh it's out of date, and obviously the uh the, the tangerines are on their way out because look how small they are. Quite clearly the woman's an idiot. These are Chinese tangerines. They're bred this size. But it's the second time she slagged my food off. So I think no more. Andrew Pierce needs to change the company. Otherwise, no food at all. Didn't she
1: slag off your mince pies? Mince pies.
0: She said they were out of date. They weren't out of. This woman obviously, I don't know where she shops or what what she does. But quite clearly, the woman's a, a fool. A little bit ignorant, A I little think. bit ignorant. Yes. fancy saying that my little tan... She thought that they'd shrunk because they, they were <laughs> off. It's that way that they go. But if they'd shrunk, they would have gone all hard. Absolutely. But these are little perfect no, I know, gems. I've got them at home. They're lovely. Ridiculous, honestly. Mm. So I, I decided last night, my friend Michael said to me, he said, he said she was slagging your food off again. I thought, well, that's the last time. Either he has to change his friends or there's no more food. Well, that's right. Nothing at all. Nice to see you, Susan, this morning. Yes, good morning. Looking are you well? well? I am i am i'm getting used to the big brother fallout every snubbing apparently um who's snubbing who well at the at the party hated Ulrika is snubbed according to the daily star and uh, michelle was in tears again so she didn't go (laughs) (laughs) the trouble is can can you explain to me you know and i said last week and i knew i was right that when previous people have been in the house they've demonstrated a talent for example claire claire sweeney sang and people went god she can sing yeah On this lot, they haven't done anything, and yet they expect to go in there, sit there, indulging in stupid conversations for about a week, and then come out and expect people to give them thousands of pounds. But there's no no talent. What what, what was Michelle Heaton's talent, apart from (laughs) bursting into tears? Well, we know they obvious talent, but...
1: But wasn't it... I mean, I don't know overall what the consensus was on this year's Celebrity Big Brother. I normally like it. I have to admit, I didn't really have the time this year to watch it. But all I heard... The only time... You know who annoyed me so much, because whenever I just happened to flick on, it was that Coolio. What a nasty piece of work he is.
0: Yes. Well, he did admit on the programme he was only doing it for the money. Well, in fact, they were all doing it well, for the money. Well, they
1: were all just doing it for the money. They're not doing it for
0: any other reason. Why would then? you want to do it? Do you know, no amount of money would tempt me to do it at all. I couldn't get it if they said 250000 I'm not interested. Ooh. No, I, really, I really, really wouldn't be. Why would you want to put yourself up on television, warts and all, unless you're that much of an egotist and a big-headed so-and-so, that you want to be out there? I mean, they were all boring prats, I'm afraid. From Ulrika Johnson down to poor little dullard Ben Adams.
1: Well, what's her name? Davina did have a pop at some of them by saying on one of the live shows that I saw that she said, you know, w- what is wrong with these people? That, you know, They must know the Big Brother game by now, that the whole idea is, yes, you go in and you have to play the game, you have to do the tasks, you have to do all that kind of thing, and you're up for public eviction, and that's how it works. Why mm. are they all complaining about, oh, this is just so boring in the house, I didn't think it would be like this. It's like, well, and also, Getting paid for it, yeah. Unlike the other, the regular people who go in in the summer who give up their job and whatever uh, and sit there and don't get paid. At least, I mean, 175 grand, and she was quoted as saying, "and the rest." Um, Of course, because the rest will be the newspaper.
0: Although, to be honest with you, I think most people hate her.
1: But you see, if that's the case, why then do you think
0: that she won it? I don't know. Well,
1: how come she got any listen, to win it?
0: I'm I'm as surprised, surprised as the bookies. Mm. Even she was surprised, because she knows she's hated. Mind you, you didn't see the pictures of uh, Anthea Turner in the paper yesterday, did you? No. Recreating. Don't ask me why. This woman lurches from one stupid disaster to another. The uh, Madonna pose of being wrapped up with the little... The <laughs> I tell you, it, it, whatever it was, it <laughs> needed ironing.
1: She's a bit past all that, though. Way past, past it. it.
0: You know, if you stand there with a chocolate bar, Anthea, you're fine. But don't do anything else, love. You make yourself look stupid. Whoever advised you to do that? However, best TV moment yesterday was on Golden Balls. They get through at the end. Seventy-seven thousand pounds. There's a youngish girl, probably your your age. I mean, that in a nice way. I was going to
1: say, oh, that's and then there was an there.
0: older lady who was a lollipop lady. <laughs> And they get to the end and they've got 77,000. So the split was something like 38, whatever it was, it was 38 something thousand. And the older lady is saying to, to the younger one, listen, half of this, that 38,000, can save my house. I'm going to lose my house. 30, that, that can save my house. I want to split. Have you ever seen Golden Balls? No. Oh, right. What happens is that they, had, having eliminated all these other people, they sit there with this amount of money and they've got balls in front of them mm-hmm. and they either split or steal. So, in other words, there's 77,000 in that pot. If you then go, please, um, I, I want to split, and I go, OK, I'll, I'll split, and we both open the balls and we both split, we get half each. If you have steel on your ball and I've got split, you take all of it. If oh, we no. both got steel, nobody gets anything at all. So you don't know what your ball you holds? You don't know. Well, no, you know what your ball holds. You just don't know what their ball holds. So th- this lady lied. So this lady said, listen, please, um, this this 38,000, the old one... Uh, can, would you please split? Please split with me for 38,000. And so the girl went, Yeah, I've just, I've got to trust you, I've got to trust you. And she said, Yes, trust, because it comes on trust. And then he, Jasper goes, Three, two, one, open. The old lady put split, oh. and the young girl put steal. She stole the 77,000 pounds. And the old lady went, You bitch. I on mean, she television. was quite clearly, on television, she was quite clearly a very bad illusion. I was quite glad the young girl took the money. Because the young girl said, She said, the reason I stole is, she said, because I thought she was going to. Because she kept going on about the house. She said, and I thought, well, if she wants 38, she might want 77,000. She said, so I couldn't risk it. So I thought, I'll I'll steal. (laughs) So she got, she walked away with seven. And this other woman, this old woman, Oh. oh, she was, she was such a bad loser. It's a game. It's a, a, gauge a real. On mor- it sounds
1: like a real moral game, as oh, it's in fantastic. you know. Have you never seen it? No, I. I oh, do you know? It's the other day it. I flicked through and I saw Jasper come on, yeah.
0: and I thought, I thought, oh, that's that program that Steve talks about, but I didn't have time to watch it. Watch it because they lie. People lie on it. Of course they do. But it's 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 cleverly done, and it's based on greed. It's like Deal or No Deal.
1: But isn't it like that one that Ant and Dec did, where you had to?
0: Um, make up stories and who was lying and who wasn't and suss out who was... But that's but that's based on old Steve Jones quiz show from years ago, where they had four people, four say... And the first one would go, I'm Susan Spence and I work on the Steve Allen show. And the second one goes, I'm Susan Spence and I work on the Steve Allen show. And the third one goes, I'm Susan Spence and I work... And the, the panel have got to decide who is the real Susan Spence.
1: Oh, OK yeah oh, right
0: i mean it would be easy for me because i know you <laughs> <laughs> but for other people it'd be difficult That's
1: an imposter yes it would be yeah yeah
0: interesting yeah, but it is, it, it's based on greed yesterday the guy was offered a few thousand quid on deal or no deal and he ended up gambling through and he lost it and he ended up with 50p oh which no. of course the producers love because they don't want to keep giving money away all the time it it helps if people you know go go greedy
1: i saw a deal on no Deal last week where the guy settled for the doubt at 16 grand or something or 16 and a half and then, and then in his box something to do with his mum and the number 17 yeah. and he was so he said before the show that he was gonna this was the whole point was he had a game plan and he was gonna stick with it and it was number 17 and all this and of course he swapped his box as well settled for the 16 and of course what was in front of him when he swapped two hundred and fifty thousand? i
0: know and he said... The producer loves it, Who was the banker on the programme.
1: Yeah, and, and and Noel said, why did you do that? Because you had a game plan, you played mm. it right up until one point, they until panic. you were dealt, and he's like, yeah, it's, so, it, it's easier said than done, when, uh, w- but you must stick to Confronted.
0: it. Confronted. Yeah. I've got, my, I'm in my hand, you give me £1,000, in this one there's five grand in this one there's a quarter of a million. You're not going to be looking for the five grand, you're looking for the quarter yeah, of a million. Sure. And it plays on greed. And that's why the program's interesting. Mm. Because they actually sit there and then... But at the end of the day, 16,000 quid, he wouldn't have earned that. In, well, that's what Noel
1: did say to me. They did uh, say, you know, there's not to be sneezed at. You know, you have one sixteen thousand, sixteen thousand, but of course, like you say, sixteen in one hand, two hundred and fifty in the
0: other. You're like mm. thinking, oh, that's a difference. Oh, of you see the look on these people's faces grand. as if to say, I've been cheated. I want to do it again
1: <laughs> because they have to remember. Easier said than done. Again, you started off with nothing.
0: Yeah, but I did agree with the young girl yesterday stealing the seventy-seven thousand because I didn't trust that old woman either. I'm afraid. And when she said "bitch" at the end, I then knew <gasps> I can't that's. She said that on air. Yeah, end. but then she complained after she said, "I hope it brings you nothing but bad luck." <gasps> I thought you are an evil old witch, dear, and I hope oh. you die horribly. Oh, she was vile. Yeah. So glad she lost the money. Couldn't have been happier. A nastier person, you'd be hard pushed to find. <laughs> uh, it, is it true Ken Barlow's going to bed Stephanie Beecham? We'll have the answer for that very, very shortly. <laughs> Quarter to six. We weren't supposed to know this till later this morning, but all media reports say Sir Paul Stevenson has been appointed the new Commissioner of the Metropolitan Police with 50,000 officers under his control and a £3.5 billion budget to use. Sir Paul was deputy to the previous Commissioner, Sir Ian Blair, and took over the top job last month in the wake of the arrest of the Tory front bencher Damien Green. Peter Mandelson's meeting car makers later today to go through his plans for his £2 billion support package in more detail. The business secretary says he's tried to help firms survive the downturn. Gordon Brown's facing a huge labour revolt today over plans for a third runway at Heathrow. And meanwhile, the people who supply London's water have announced overnight they're cutting up to 300 jobs. Thames Water serves more than 13 million customers across the Thames Valley. Let's have a check on the State of the roads in, LBC 97.3. Steve Allen. On reflection, the uh, the old woman on Jasper's golden balls thing, because she kept harking on the fact that she was a lollipop lady, and she said, "I'm I'm not going to steal because all the children were watching." And then when she said "bitch" at the end, I thought, "And you're a lollipop lady? You're quite clearly a nasty piece of work." And then she said, "I hope it brings you nothing but misery." And I thought, "I hope you lose your job." Actually, we can't have people like that, ha- you know, being associated with children. What a horrible woman!
1: Well, no, because your, your whole I mean your, your whole game, perception man. of a lollipop lady. I remember when I was at primary school. Uh, we had a little um, lollipop lady who was called Effie, and um, for a good and, reason. Uh, she, and she was <laughs> she was lovely, really really lovely. And always when I think of lollipop ladies, I always think of of her. Mm. Um, and then w- when I was even younger at a different school, we had um, a we had a man who did it, and he reported us once for playing chicken. Oh, yeah, I know, I know. And my mum came stomping along. Oh, dear. Yeah. Mm. That good. was not good. No, no, that wasn't not good. good. I still can remember that as well, but I, I liked Effie. I have fond memories of, yeah. of, of her because she always used to chat to you as you went along. And, of course, you sort of started at primary and you went up until you were obviously older before you went to the secondary school. They're still and were the same. Yeah, they were still, <laughs> she was still there. Obviously, she's not still there now, but, yeah, I think it's nice when you think back. So there is a perception that a lollipop lady or a lollipop man yeah. is a sweet, nice person, which I think most of them are, but, like, when you give not her... Not
0: this one. Not this one, <laughs> <laughs> she was, I mean, she was so, real. also, the, the other thing you have to think of is, if you're about to lose your house, you don't go on a game show. It's like, it's like going to, to, to a bookie and going, right, this is my last, I've, I've only got five pounds in the world, uh, I'm going to put five pounds on a horse, and it's going to win me money and all my problems are solved. And if it loses, you then go, I want my money back.
1: She clearly was lying, though, wasn't she? I think she was she lying. Clearly she was, was quite just... clearly
0: not a very nice... You don't say bitch on television. Well, no. Not to some young girl who's £77,000 richer. And to be honest with you, as soon as she won it, I was also shocked. I went, oh, my God, she's stolen it. And then mm-hmm. I thought, no, good for her. Good for her. Well, the thing that's is, the game.
1: You wouldn't, you wouldn't say bitch, would you? You would be like, I can't believe you did that. I just can't believe you did that. Oh, Something like horrified. that you would do. She was going to get
0: up and walk off set. <laughs> and I thought, no, that's, that's what comes. We're, uh, going on about the house so much, this young girl obviously thought... You really want this money? You're going to steal it from me, so I'm going to steal. In which case, we both get nothing.
1: So have you never seen that before? Then nobody's stolen before.
0: Oh yeah.
1: Oh, but it was just the way this woman. It was did just it. the
0: way that this this woman did it, right. and, and the way that she was so so horrible. Yeah. To this girl, I mean, to the point of she was almost an, she was a nasty bully. And yeah. if I was if I was employing her as a lollipop lady, I'd be going. I don't think we want a person like you. Shepherding children across the road, and that's a language that you've come up with, thank you very much indeed. It's no. Not, it's not good. You're supposed to be above that kind of thing. Because if she was provoked... Yeah, she could be who quite knows nasty. knows what she would come out with. Yes, and especially as she's obviously under stress at the moment. Good blammer, hot. <laughs> and, uh, oh, heaven's above. Richie says, perhaps it's Andrew's Baroness's turn to bring in the food and see what she turns up with. I don't know.
1: Did she come in every week? But I heard it last no, week. No, it was, was on my last week. It was
0: quite apropos because of the uh, problems with, uh, with the Labour... Oh, that's right. ...lawlords, law. so she was there. But twice she slagged off my food. I thought, right, you're not getting it again. <laughs> Definitely not having it again. Dawn says... It looks like there may be yawns all round this week. (laughs) Because last week, Steve Hargrave yawned.
1: Yeah, remember, I was here. We were laughing, weren't we? Well, he apologised
0: (laughs) this morning. He said, I'm sorry about this. But He says, look, uh, here we are. i better catch some sleep. I got back from Texas on Monday morning, and I'm still struggling this time to get back to reality. Great trip, but boy, am I feeling that jet lag. I must be getting old. And Dawn's got it, too. She was out late last night. Didn't get to bed till gone 1.30. Went to see Alistair Griffin at the Cobden Club. Great gig. And you've just said that Steve Hargrave may be yawning again. She said, we can yawn together. She says, <laughs> he sounds quite cute when he does that. No, he doesn't, Dawn. <laughs> no, <it's, laughs> no, he doesn't it's, sound... It's
1: not the, it's not the best <laughs> real sound, really, is it? For, you
0: know, <laughs> Although, wing, she Morning radio. Steve, speaking of Steve, I recently stumbled upon a recording on YouTube of Steve singing a song called Hello, a solo with his guitar. First time I'd heard the song. It's been up on YouTube for almost a year. And the first time I've heard him singing solo. I liked it. He should do more solo stuff. He sang for us once in the studio. Steve Hargrave? Am I facing the wrong way? Yes. Did he really? He's in a band. Well, he was. The thing I is, think...
1: I've known Steve for years when we both yeah. worked, um, when he f- first came, came from Gloucester or wherever he's from um i never knew he he sat or oh, do i am i uh, something knocking at the back of Come my head by here ya, <laughs> Come by i ya. haven't ever seen no i haven't ever been yeah. aware of that he did
0: that oh yes oh yes he, he was in a group called the melon oh i can't remember now Melanchol- melancholies yeah melan, <laughs> the melancholiacs think, or something <laughs> like that whatever it was it was uh they, they were sort of doing it, but he's just too tired at the moment
1: well, story, yeah, jetting I mean, around all over the world the poor soul. Yeah, you, you, it eventually catches up with you.
0: Is Ken Barlow going to bed, Stephanie Beecham?
1: Well, that is the insinuation. Well, yes, it was on mother, on Monday, and I was shouting at the television on Monday. I was so disappointed in him. But we should know by now what he's like. He's had about you know forty girlfriends or something. Um, yeah, the he didn't actually when he had the opportunity to tell the character Martha, who's played by Stephanie Beecham, that he's married. Um, she assumed that his wife was dead, and he never put her right. Um, and then tonight, uh, to, Is it tonight? Yeah, tonight he goes, he goes back round to her um, canal boat. He uh, goes for another walk round the canal, knowing full well that she's there.
0: Not um, romantic though, a canal boat. Uh, yeah, because also that's not the first time they've used it. Because didn't Haley live on a canal mm-hmm. boat, and Roy came over to Amsterdam?
1: Well, that was... Yeah, but... Oh, yeah, but that was in Amsterdam. That wasn't in the Manchester... Well, it might be the same canal boat canal. they're
0: using. I don't know. Perhaps they've no, got they a did canal boat go to, uh, did The producers go to got a thing Manchester. about canal boats. But well, that was a long time ago. Well, I remembered about, it. Because <laughs> <laughs> I remember thinking, Roy is having sex with a sex change oh, in Coronation Street, and they don't think it's anything odd. <laughs> yeah, I know. That was a good, That, that <laughs> was, was so bizarre. That was quite f- far... Forward Removed.
2: thinking
1: for um, for Coronation Street. But, yeah, he goes round tonight, tonight and, uh finds out that she 's an actress and she 's in this um, amateur production of A streetcar named desire Oh, lovely um, and so he he sit, goes in and starts to help her with her lines oh, so well, the we've insinu- all done it. Come on. yeah the insinuation is that yes they will have an affair um, so it's, it, it's everything's pointing that way
0: there you go if my auntine is listening at the moment there's hope for you yet <laughs> <laughs> all you need is a canal boat yeah, and the Ken ability Pond's to get onto it. Seventy odds. I know. Yeah, but he has bedded everybody in the street. Yeah, he
1: has. He's had about forty odds. You know, yeah. girlfriends. I think the only one who got
0: away with it was Blanche. I don't think he went near Blanche. Well, no, because he was a, he's mother-in-law. <laughs> well, well, not stopped him before. Not yeah.
1: that that would be the only reason that he would not bed Blanche, of
0: course. But they do have. I mean, I think he's amazing to have survived <laughs> this long. Oh my Don't you god! Don't think it's fantastic that he's been there practically since the beginning. Yeah, and he's had affairs, and he's still going. And I also, think they he looks good. Back. Yeah, he does look good. They should have brought back um, the other. Who was the one that they they killed off, Mike? Oh, Mike Baldwin. They should have kept him. Did they kill mm, him? Did no, they no, want I think to kill he him? Wanted,
1: off? He, you think oh, he, he wanted to. Think he wanted away. Yeah, yeah I he found a film away. with him
0: in the other day. A very old film. Very good-looking boy when he was mm. young. Oh yeah, very very Johnny good-looking. Briggs, yeah, he was very good-looking. Uh, Simon says there should be an LBC Big Brother with me. Nick, James Whale, James O'Brien, Ken, and Jenny Barnett. Oh my God! Do you know it's not it's not as far fetched as you think it is. I quite like that idea. But I thought you said you wouldn't do Big Brother. I would with all those people. <laughs> That's because you know them. Well, it's it, well, it's yes, but I, I don't know them in their pants. Hmm. And you would be getting people like James Whale and Nick walking around in their pants, wouldn't you? I mean that that would be a that would be part of it. And as they are a lot older than I am. Actually, I tell a lie, I'm not. I'm older than them. I was going to say. Yes, I'm older than... I can't be difficult to believe I'm older than Nick Ferrari. Something's gone wrong somewhere. I think he started going backwards. <laughs> it's like John Cleese's girlfriend, claimed to be 27, and they were going, oh, 27, all the rest of it. it. turns out she's 45, well, do
1: you know, it's funny, I was
0: watching well, something... isn't Barbie, it's, it's some ordinary, like, Rochelle or something. She's, you know, oh dear.
1: I was me. watching something with um, Penny Smith the other
0: day. Oh, yeah, I like Penny. <laughs> she
1: was saying that she was in her early thirties. Oh, she's
0: <laughs> so not. <laughs> and I was, she I was like, was like she? looking at her thinking, there is no way. Isn't she middle forties, Penny? Yes. I would think so. Easily. The Easily. trouble is, I find it difficult. We have Alex Zane here. mm who works for another station that we own and because we seem to own so many stations and and i couldn't put an age on him i would look at him 25 well i don't i don't know because you can't tell with people who, who wear those sort of clothes and he's got kind of long hair isn't he well it's sort of it's all it Is looks he... like it's russell Brand. it looks yeah. like been plugged into the socket sometimes
1: i think he's about 25 26 really yeah all oh, right maybe slightly older actually because i have no
0: no idea how old. i thought you were 32 Round about that. You see, is it why why are people say so, isn't it funny? Ladies especially, when they're sort of twenty five, you know, thirty, they always go, I'm twenty seven. And then they get to eighty and they can't wait to tell you, I'm eighty two. <laughs> I'm ninety so three <laughs>
1: <laughs> That is so true actually. Yeah. That really is true. They can't wait true. to tell you
0: I remember going to yeah. the, uh, the CAA some years ago and the ladies there are very keen to tell you, I'm seventy nine, you know, and I go, No, really? <laughs> I said, well, actually, I'm not, but I'm feeling it on some mornings. Listen, very quick break for the news. Other side of that, more from Susan Spence and an awake Steve Hargrave. You probably didn't know it's illegal for travellers to bring meat and dairy products into the UK from outside the EU. It's to
2: protect our health and environment. So when the customs officer looks in your bag and says...
0: Are these your news? With Steve Allen, LBC 97.3. Morning, team. Six minutes past six. Do you know the strange thing is, it's pitch dark now. But by the time I get home at eight o'clock, or about quarter to eight, it's light. Well, that's what happens. <laughs> I know, but you just... Because I've been so used to going home in the dark, and all of a sudden, magically, it started getting lighter. Oh, I see what you mean. Well, yes, because we're getting closer and closer to, to spring. I'm looking forward to wearing shorts. Not. not sure the <laughs> no, rest of no, just, shorts, not really me, actually. I mean, privately at home, fine, but you know, I'm not out on the streets. It's funny, I was not. at
1: um, Heathrow <laughs> Airport uh, yesterday, um, and... Was, was sat, sat around, and there was this guy. Well, there were actually, there are a few people amongst them who obviously come off some kind of Australian or uh, Sydney or you know or Florida flight or something like that. Flip flops, bare feet, shorts, t shirt. Outside it was like five degrees, and you're like thinking... Oh, I've seen it That's here. all very well if you've come from yeah. there, but shouldn't you just change, because otherwise you, you're going to
0: freeze? The funniest sight is in the middle of winter, people getting off the uh, the flights from Spain, and they come through with the big straw hats and a straw donkey under their arm, and shorts, and you think... It's lashing down outside yeah. the snow, <laughs> gales, all the rest of it. I did see a guy in Twickenham, though, yesterday, wearing shorts and flip-flops, walking on with his girlfriend, and I did look, thinking... You are mad, aren't you? Mad, well, mad, mad, mad. Maybe he's an attention seeker. You think so? Could be. But you just, just don't go out in shorts in this weather. It's just, it's winter. Yeah, it's It's magic. big, thick coat time. Anyway, uh, I've got a fantastic Nintendo Wii and a Guitar Hero to give away. Well, not to give away, it's in my how low. I mean, it's practically giving it away, because <laughs> it'll be for pennies anyway. Uh, I don't need to tell you about it, because we had a very happy winner last time on this programme. It'd be lovely if somebody this morning picked the right amount of money. It's the lowest unique bid will win. That's the lowest bid in pence That nobody else makes. If you've never played before, it's worthwhile going for because the Nintendo Wii will uh, just do it for the family and Guitar Hero will just do it for everybody. It'll release the rock star within you. If you're listening, my Auntie Enid, not for you, love. Not for you, okay? She tried a recorder once. I mean, bless her heart. She can't get the trouble. She can't do it with her teeth in. And when she takes them out, she blows two notes at the same time. So it's not attractive. So anyway, if you fancy going in for it, Lowest Unique Bid will win. Gotta be quick. Auction finishes at 5.30 today. You text LBC. Followed by your bid in pence and send that to eight two one. So LBC, then your bid in... If you think, for example, it's one pound sixteen, you text LBC116 and send that to 88821. Bid will cost pound fifty plus your standard network rate. Lines close at 5.30 today. You must be over 16. Go to lbc.co.uk for full terms and conditions. And good luck, because it's a really nice prize. Very nice. I did look at one myself and I thought, I'm not sure if the world is ready to have Steve Allen releasing his... Um, his guitar hero things you know i don't know what sort of guitar i'd be doing you probably do it i love the letter uh, from uh, george which is doing the rounds on the internet it, it's uh, from the bank dear sirs in view of current developments in the banking market if one of my checks is returned marked insufficient funds does that refer to me or you <laughs> <laughs> it, is, it is bad isn't it really and pauline's going on holiday to um cyprus it says i haven't got a clue what the weather is like there in the winter so can you ask nathan Uh, Tomorrow, can we make a mental note? We'll ask Nathan tomorrow about the weather there, going into uh, a week at the end of February. Actually, he might even be listening at the moment, but generally through an alcoholic haze, so there's no point. Uh, Are you as troubled, Susan Spence? by the picture of Jade Goody kissing Jack Tweed on the front of the papers. Oh, no, I didn't
1: see that one. Let me see.
0: It's there. I mean, there was also a documentary film crew there, so he's a bit of a celebrity, because anybody who attracts a film crew is a celebrity. I mean, you know, they, they, they could have done it privately so that the 15-year-old lad who he beat up doesn't have to look at that and think, why am I not on the front pages of the papers?
1: Well, you know, I did think that when I read yesterday that he was being released early, I thought... In fact, do you know what? We're talking about shorts. He's got shorts and... He comes out of the prison wearing a pair of shorts. Yes. We are just talking about that mm. there. Um, I, yeah, think, I think I'd, a lot of I...
0: people wear that in prison. <laughs> Do
1: they? Um, yeah, I did think that it, was, it wasn't particularly sensitive towards the person who he did the deed to. No. Uh, it should be a case of... But, of course, it is Jade Goody, and they're going to follow... They would have been camped outside the prison uh, watching her, you know, pick him up. Or maybe she should have done the thing and said, look, you make your own way home mm-hmm.
0: and we'll have a private reunion. Well, he, he's, uh, he's electronically tagged... And has to stay at his mother's place. A bit sad, isn't it, at 21 years old. A convicted criminal with a a record and uh, tagged.
1: Well, yeah, it is. And you just... I I think she's
0: delusional on it. I don't think he's going to stick with her at all. I really don't. I don't. He's already cheated on her twice. Why would he want to stay with her? Well, I think... Unless it's for publicity purposes. Well,
1: I think there's that. And also, I think, you know, it would be a case of would he be publicly vilified if he left somebody who's suffering from cancer? So they're going to hold this as a sort of
0: Damocles, aren't they, now? Yes.
1: Yes, I think so. I think that that could be it. It might be that, yes, he'll stray and do whatever,
0: but publicly,
1: it'll be like, yes, I'm standing by her.
0: Yeah. I think it's disgraceful that they're now going to turn him into some sort of celebrity. I really think that's absolutely Absolutely,
1: awful. yeah, I totally agree with you.
0: Uh, Stevie says, I love golden balls. I'd have stolen two, I'm afraid. I have no conscience when 70 grand is involved. Alan says, I agree with you regarding the woman on golden balls. I thought it was disgusting when she said she hoped the girl uh, had nothing but bad luck. Bitter or what, says Alan. Anton says, you reckon there were punch-ups after it? No, but I sincerely hope she's lost a job as a lollipop lady. How old is Stephanie Beecham? Ah, we can tell you this because she's six... Is she sixty-six or seventy? Something?
1: She's not seventy yet. I don't think. Not seventy think. yet. We I think, think she's sixty Sixties, yeah. I think she's yeah. mid-sixties. I tell you what. I know you didn't see it on Monday, but it was actually quite annoying because she was meant to have some kind of northern accent, but of course she kept on slipping between the northern <laughs> and the yah <ya-ya>, uh, yah. Very <laughs> posh, you know. One minute she did one scene and she was like very posh, <laughs> and then the next minute she tried to be northern. You're like thinking, Lovey, you clearly have not got this right. You've no. got to go one or the other. Um, and it actually became a bit of a... a bit annoying, actually, cos you weren't really listening to what was going on, you were just trying to listen
0: to her accent. She was born in 1947. So that, that makes her 50, 60... 61. 61, is it? Do you
1: know what, it's funny, I was gonna say 58, and then I thought, no, something tells 61, me she's older 50, than that.
2: 47.
1: That's right, yeah.
0: So it's seven years old... no, no, 62... 60, well, I was birth- born if in she's 90, had her birthday anyway. <laughs> yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if she's, if February's her birthday. birthday, so she'll
1: be 62, yeah.
0: yeah 62. Oh, right, well, that's all right, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. yeah, we don't mind that. Like so, that, therefore,
1: Ken Barlow has a little toy girl. Because he's, he's, he's like, is... 70-odd. Yeah,
0: but he looks good.
1: Do you know what? I, I think it, he looks great. You know, I, I, no, I, mean, I mean this in the kindest possible way. Because you know how you, you're not really got much hair? yeah. Do you envy somebody like William Roach, who's got a full, full head no, of hair?
0: No. Strangely enough, actually, I, 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 what, are you asking me in particular? Yeah, I'm asking no, you. No, 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 <laughs> no. It doesn't doesn't bother me in the slightest
1: because he has got such thick hair. Yeah. Oh, for I a know man lots that of people
0: age. who are much older than me who've got loads and loads of hair. It never bothered me in the sl- It Did originally, but then and and for ages, you keep your hair long, and then you realise that you know it just looks a bit like somebody stopped. Candy floss on your head, yeah. so it's not worth doing. So you just keep it cut short, then, and it doesn't bother me in the slightest.
1: Because there's nothing worse than somebody who hasn't got much hair who grows it a bit long and then they comb it over. You're like, What's... "Oh, I've
0: seen that a lot." Do you, you get
1: any friends who do that?
0: Yes. Do uh you... No, not no comb overs.
1: Do you? No. All oh, right, because that's going. You would say to them, "Wouldn't you?" You look stupid. No. You wouldn't say. No. If you had a friend who had a comb over, you no, wouldn't say you stupid. I would stupid. No,
0: that's their business. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Now, you see, I would think that would you? you would say, no. you know,
0: look a bit stupid like that. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't actually talk about the comb. I would t- say, really, if if, you, if your hair's going a bit thin, have it cut short because it's much easier to manage. Because a comb-over, you know, when people comb from this side mm. here, halfway above your ear, all the way over, and then they spray it, a bit like an Arthur Scargill, you know, looking like a shredded wheat, you know, stuck in the head. And that, that sort of look that doesn't move. Yeah. that I'd- That isn't a good look. Why not just have it all cut off... And have it cut short. I saw Paul Paul McKenna the other day, and Paul's got his hair cropped fairly short, and that, mm. that's that's the best look. And also, you don't have to worry. I mean, I haven't combed my hair in years. Why would you? Why would you worry? Why are you laughing? <laughs> I used to have I used to have in my bathroom years ago brushes, turning brushes, so you could blow dry your hair and everything. have Not. Mm. I'm, I'm, you don't believe mm. me, do you? No, I, think I do. I'm still I have seen, no, seen pictures, and yeah. when I first met you a good few years ago, you yeah. had you still had quite a bit of hair. Mm. I don't. I think it worries some men, yeah. but it, it, it doesn't worry a lot of people nowadays. I'm I'm never envious of, of men. I'm envious of men who are who are tall and slim. Oh, well,
1: you're I'm, quite
0: tall, though, aren't you? I am quite. Yeah, I'm well five five ten and a bit, hmm. which I don't think is that tall actually. But I'm I'm going to a wedding this this coming Saturday. You now Giles' yes. wedding, and uh, and I, I went out and bought two new shirts the other day because couldn't decide which one I liked underneath the suit. And I'm now thinking, I'm not sure I like them underneath this dark suit anyway, so I might have to go and buy a suit again today.
1: Oh, my heavens. I know, it
0: turns into quite an expensive business, doesn't it, going to a wedding?
1: Yeah, it, it is, but I always think it's so much easier for boys, isn't it? Because you just have to go and get a suit and a shirt. Yeah. Girls, it's like, is it stylish? Is it, you know what
0: what's in but there's everything out. there for you just go out and you go i think i'll wear pink so you pick up a pink thing and then you buy a big floppy hat or whatever
1: oh no it's not that easy it's oh no oh, it's no so i'd much rather be a boy when it comes to really
0: yeah because you just have to buy a suit and a shirt and a yes, nice But tie. it's difficult for us to sort of worry about does that shirt go with that tie does that tie go with that shirt what a white shirt socks goes with anything well i haven't got a white shirt i bought blue stripe and pink stripe and I bought the ties that go with them. Suit. The suit's black. Oh, I've got to go to the news, yeah. but the su- suit's black. I know, I didn't think it was a good look either. I might have to go grey, actually, because it says lounge suit. I don't think black's lounge. 17 minutes past six. <laughs> news headlights this morning. It's Lucy Coward.
2: Sir Paul Stevenson's expected to be confirmed as the new Met Police Commissioner this morning. 300 jobs are going at Thames Water, and the country's most expensive footballer, Manchester City's... <laughs>
0: BBC 97.3. Steve Steve Allen. Allen. Text 84850. 6.20 is the time. So it's us to be coming At the moment, uh, Steve Hargrave. We're just uh, raising him at the moment. Lynn Bushy says, Can you settle something between my husband and myself? My husband is in love with Susan Spence's accent and swears that he heard her on a sports programme. Uh, Well... I can confirm he would have heard her on a sports program, and her accent is Scottish. Surprisingly, from uh, uh, really is. R- Do you know I, they've started repeating it on the television? Oh, have they? <laughs> I think so. Well, it looks like <laughs> Or Perhaps it's just another Scottish thing. Or maybe it's a new series. I don't know. I thought they were axing it. When they axing it? Oh, were they? Oh yes, I thought. Well, I thought they were yes, because i remember doing something about it. And the lady wrote in and said, "My daughter plays Miss Hulahan or whatever her name is." Miss <laughs> Hulahan, <laughs> not Miss Hulahan. That's <laughs> whatever her name is. hoolie <laughs> I quite like it now, though. I like oh, it. I think it's. I think it, it
1: deserves its cult status. Yes, I do as do. well.
0: And balamori does exist, and they do paint the houses those colours. tobermori yeah. tobermori is, is. Yeah, it's
1: tobermori is... on the Isle of yeah. Mull. It's not as the colours are not as bright. No, uh, but it's quite a pretty place. But once you've seen them and walked around the harbour, it's time to get on the boat and
0: go back again. There's nothing there. But incidentally, I can now tell you, for those people booking for the Father Ted weekend, they've now sold out the second one. It's €150 Euros each, and you go to the place where they filmed Father Ted, mm. and presumably meet members of the cast. But the second one is sold out now. This is the third year running that they've done it.
1: Oh, wow, that's really interesting. If you're really yeah. into a TV s- yeah. show, it's great to be able to do something like that. No, that lovely? Yeah, I like that is, idea. Yeah.
0: And here he is. It's the fantastic Steve Hargrave. Morning, Steve. Good morning. How are you? This is a bit of a worry. He's sounding too chirpy.
2: (laughs) You are. You're sounding a bit awake. (laughs) Yes, you're sounding a bit too awake.
0: What's wrong with (laughs) me being chirpy? That's fine, isn't it? (laughs) You you watch. Every every time it goes, I think he's recorded these links. Mm. Wait a minute. I'm sure that it'll be a pre-recorded link. So if I say, hi, Steve, how are you? You see, that's a that's a pre-recorded bit, isn't it? This yeah, isn't yeah,
2: exactly.
0: <laughs> anyway, well, you're, you're sounding quite chipper, considering the fact that I told Dawn you were going to be yawning all the way through it.
2: Yeah, I thought I was going to be. I heard that. I woke up to people talking about me. It's always a bad
0: thing. It's, it's a bad sign, isn't it? Okay, well, oh, yeah. let's, let's get down to the business. Efficient. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, first so of all, David Byrne. David Byrne. Yeah, I, I like David. Do you like
2: David Byrne? You like? Talking I don't
0: heads. know much. I know I liked. It was Talking Heads? Keska say that that was that Talking Heads. Uh which one was that? <laughs> I can't remember. It was
2: Psycho
0: <laughs> <laughs> que... <laughs> kes... Psycho killer, kes kes... Ha, Oh da, right, da, da, yeah. Da, da. Yeah, that was, was Yeah, that...
2: That's, that's an uncanny representation It's <laughs> not the... bad, it's
0: the best you're gonna get at this time of the morning, I'm afraid. <laughs> 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 no,
2: it's very very, very very good, very Thank clever. You. I'm not good sure clever.
0: about Brian Eno, I know he used to be with Brian Ferry. Yeah, Brian Eno, uh, yeah,
2: Roxy Music used to be in of yes, course. Yes. Uh, yeah, they they worked together on and off quite a lot over the, the last twenty 30-odd years or so. It goes back quite a long time. Um, they're back together again recently for another album. But they just announced a tour, which they're doing. I'm not sure if Eno's on the tour or whether it's just Byrne singing the songs of him and Brian Eno. Huh. But it's going to call it the Royal Festival Hall on April the 12th and the 13th. Uh, but I really like David Byrne's last solo album. I haven't heard much of this one, but the last one was really, really really, really good. Great tuneful, quite slow. As you'll hear from this track, which is off the new album, uh, this is the title track of the Eno album, the Bernard Eno album. Have a little listen, and it's called, uh, Everything That Happens Will Happen Today.
0: Reminds me a little bit Barclay James Harvest. Mm-hmm. A I... little bit Barclay. It's the kind of album track students will listen to sitting in their, in their little garrets.
2: Yeah, it's, it's that's quite Rufus Wainwright as well, a little bit, just A little point. bit woof, Rufus. Just sort of slower sort of side of it. Yeah. But, uh... They've done some faster stuff, so I'm not sure. I think they go all the way back to when they first started working
0: mm. here. So quite, quite like gig. it.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: Quite like it. Right. Uh, on to right pile. Uh, this is Wood Pigeon. Uh, Wood Pigeon a Canadian band.
2: Yeah, a Canadian band who are really good. Actually, he had an album out. It was either beginning of last year or the end of the year before. But on to their second album now, which is out next month. I think next when is when is February? We must be getting into it soon mustn't we? Then next week, isn't it? February. Mm. Scary. I know uh, it is, isn't it? Yeah, although that's obviously my birthday month, so it's very exciting,
0: as I get old. <laughs> what, Feb- is Feb your birthday? Uh-huh, uh, mm. yeah. I'll try and cross it out in my diary, cause it's a very expensive <laughs> month, February. I've got to play VAT. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> I thought that could be the one time when we actually go out for, for our food. Yeah, that?
0: think again. <laughs> no, no, clearly.
2: You haven't changed. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, we're pitching the band, anyway, who are very exciting. And uh, they're playing at the ICA on 25th of February... Really nice, sort of slowy, folky, country's music they play. The new album's called Treasury Library Canada, and uh, sounds a bit like this track, which is called "I Live a Lot of Places."
0: Oh, I like that. Oh, I nice. like that. We like nice. that a lot. I, w- I was singing along to that.
2: Nice, yeah. But we like
0: that a lot very good Texas. is it yeah. called country then
2: <laughs> you know what that's kind of folky they are really yeah
0: I uh, love that but it's,
2: a, it's such a nice album I, I had a copy of it um, I get that a month or so ago quite early on it was called sent, which is a really nice surprise when they sent me a, a nice one you get a lot of rubbish but yeah. I was, the album is very very good and that is very representative that's of it that's lovely so, uh, Keep an eye out for
0: that. One Wood thing. Pigeon, Wood Pigeon. Listen, Steve, I haven't got enough time to play any more tracks because I want That's to right. whiz through the, uh, the events which are on very quickly. We never get a chance to do them properly, but w- we, we do recommend Wood Pigeon, though, this week. Go on to YouTube. Yes. Like yes. them a lot. Yes. Uh, Jonathan Richmond.
2: Jonathan Richmond, who I like a lot as well. Very, very funny. He's got four London dates he's announced for. March, playing Bush Hall, Hoxton Bar and, Grew, uh, Bar and Kitchen, Dingwalls and Borderline. Look out online March the 28th. He's coming around, so this time I may actually get to see him. Yes. Very, very funny.
0: The faces will not be touring.
2: So they say now. We Mm. heard before that they definitely were touring this year. They've been practising, but for some reason or another... Apparently, it's not going to happen this year.
0: Mm, so maybe
2: they practice and they realise
0: he's not very good. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Mind you, the Faces have got very loyal fans. Whether it's enough to sell out a g- Yes, they have got enough to sell out a gig. Of course they oh, have. Oh, yes. yeah. Oh, yes. yeah.
2: Well, Rod Stewart. All his fans are going to see it anyway. Yeah. But, uh, Although I
0: thought Rod Stewart sold out some years ago when he started doing those those NAF albums where well, it was the Rod Stewart doing book? yeah the songbook stuff. Yeah,
2: well, he, he took a lot of Mickey takes from uh, Ronnie Wood for doing that. Yeah. Though, I you used to rock out, why are you doing that? And this is kind of, well, all right then, let's go back to what we used to do. Yeah. Um, I'd love to see them, really would, but uh, not going to happen, apparently, this year. No. Maybe they'll surprise us. Maybe this is kind of trying to make out they're not, and then they put back up at the Glastonbury or something, but maybe not. Maybe I'd like, say they need a bit more practice.
0: All right, well, you don't need practice. We'll let, we'll let really? you go back to bed. Well,
2: I'm awake now. I'm really <laughs> awake now. <laughs> we'll
0: pop in. We're all here. <laughs> but we, we will talk to you next week, though. All right, Steve, have a good week. Thanks a lot for that. Steve Hargrave, my friend. This is LBC 97.0. Alex writes, if I were to look on the bright side, I could say we were not getting any worse. But we're repeating ourselves. For the second day, my selection was second. Mr Blacker pulled off of fifth place. So, uh, your Crocodile Bay was fifth. Mm, right. It. Uh, Rawdon was second out of thirteenth. So your total loss is now, you're, you're 21 pounds. How are you going to pull yourself out of this? Sounds worse once yeah. you go over 20 pounds. It does, doesn't it, really? Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I should probably years ago, and they do sales. they go, it's under twenty quid, nineteen pound ninety nine. <laughs> All of a rubbish. Uh, and Alex is uh, down to nineteen pound fifty seven. So today's donkey. We're off to Lingfield, right? Three fifty, which is ten to four. Chalice, welcome. Chalice, welcome. Okay, and I'm going Phil? to uh, Leicester at three twenty with rate of knots if only. Mm. only. We we can hope. We can hope, can't we? Lovely. Well, we'll we'll let you know tomorrow, but just remember we only play for fun on this programme. Good job. Have you ever been to a one-stop, one-step shop? One-step shop? What's that? I think it's part of Tesco, and they did it on the news last night, and a lady went in there, and she's 68, and she bought a bottle of wine, and the assistant of the counter asked her to prove she was over 21. (laughs) So she (laughs) had to produce... Her- she produced a passport, and so she came out and the- the, the news team went, no, they're, they're quite clearly quite stupid in here, and so they sent her in again, and again she was asked to produce her- her information to prove that she was over 21. Bizarre. Have you ever heard anything like it's it? Very bizarre. She was 68. I've <laughs> never been asked in my <laughs> life to ask how old I am. I never was asked when I was 15. <laughs> No, but well, that's been your downfall, hasn't it, really? <laughs> fifteen, I ask it. Thank you, Phil, very much indeed. Thank you. So now we know. You learn more about Phil every day on this programme. So, fifteen years old, he was out buying booze. <laughs> right, I have, a, I have a, little, um, a little poem, Susan. OK. This is from Michael Dennis, the black cab poet. It's called Corner Shop. Corner Shop. I'm Sanjay, the proprietor of your corner store. We're open 18 hours every day from half past four. Newspapers, cigarettes and confectionery. A sub-post office at the back selling stationery. We've made a lot of changes since the days of old man Chisholm. A set of metal shutters keeps us safe from vandalism. Shoplifting is a problem and security is prime, so only two school schoolchildren allowed in at a time. Magazines on every topic, from cars to women's health. A range of adult publications found on the top shelf. A variety of beers, selected wines and spirits. And with Paypoint now installed, you can pay your bills in minutes. Assorted snacks, crisps and peanuts, bags of Bombay mix, tubs of Smarties, dairy milk, penny sweets and Twix, cold drinks, fridge, ice cream freezer, lottery machine, a notice board in the window on the local scene. We hope you like the changes we've made. The longer hours that we're open for trade, for all of your provisions and the newspapers you read, we're always here to cater for your every need.
1: Oh,
0: there you go. I think oh, dedicated to, to Mr. Modi. I think this morning he, he'll like that one in Twickenham. he will oh, like that. One.
1: That amazes me that somebody puts that together.
0: It's very clever. He's, yeah, and he drives a black cab.
1: Oh, really? At the he same time.
0: a misspent youth, <laughs> quite clearly.
1: <laughs> While he's waiting for a <laughs> fair, he, he does poetry. That's he very does, yes. yeah, We I used like to have that. a
0: lady years ago called Dizzy, who used to write to us. Sadly, uh, Dizzy passed away f- um, about a year ago now. And, and I, I wrote something for her eulogy at her funeral. Oh, and uh, she was about 86, but she'd written poetry for LBC for oh long, long time. Mm. Long, 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 long time. Back to our Gough square days. Uh, paper reviewer with uh, Nick Ferrari this morning is uh, Jane Malkerens. <laughs> she's from London, like. sounds like she's got some throat <laughs> infection. Uh, they're also going to be talking about the cabinet minutes, should they be released? Uh, and non-breastfeeding mums are more likely to abuse their kids, so says a new survey. How they get these things. And acupuncture, does it really work? I've never had acupuncture. No, do you know quite what? Fat. You've I had have. It. Oh, right. Does it work?
1: Yeah, I think right. it does. I had it actually a um, couple of weeks ago on my. Because you know, I did my ankle in last yeah, yeah, summer. Yeah. I'm still getting physio for it. Oh right. um, And uh, they tried acupuncture a couple of weeks ago on me. It was a little sore to begin with, but it absolutely worked. It, it was amazing. It really loosened up the really? whole ankle area when I when I got up. It lasted for a couple of days.
0: There you go. Oh, sorry, I forgot to mention it was Ray and Balham who was telling us about the. Uh, the lady of 68. It was her bus pass she had to produce. Uh, Dawn says, I enjoyed hearing Steve with you just now. All over crew co- quickly. You'll have to get him in. He was sounding very bright. I know. She says, you've got a short memory... The other week you were saying how Paul Savory's birthday's coming up in April and yours is in March. I emailed in and told you that Steve's is coming up on Feb the 17th. Because he's Feb the 17th, I'm March 17th. March 17th. Johnny, yeah. my former producer, is March the 17th.
1: Is Johnny That's 17th work- as well? Yeah,
0: Johnny's 17th. I think we had about three people on the programme all the same birthday. Wow. Isn't that funny? Yeah. We don't actually know each other. You know, <laughs> only in so much as we... Very odd, isn't it? Very strange. Anyway, Uh Coming up quickly in the soaps, Susan's going to tell you it's the the three-minute What You Should Watch in the soaps. We'll
1: just very quickly do uh, tonight's soaps. Um, I have to say very very quickly, last night emmerdale was really quite amusing it was the hour-long special it was all to do with the uh with debbie getting arrested and it was it was emmerdale's chance to do you know los angeles uh cop chase around the village and uh, debbie dingle was meant to be in a in a runaway car and she was uh, trying to outdo the cops and um she was probably going about 10 miles an hour it was a bit it was a bit pitiful they tried but it was a bit pitiful. pitiful um yeah a little bit um tonight though, laurel um is actually charged with perverting the course of justice because ashley forces her to go to the police and explain that she knew all about the involvement of debbie and jasmine in the um in shane's death and uh, jasmine is on the run naughty naughty girl from whom from the police because she was oh, the one who Lord, killed shane not the rosses yeah on the <laughs>
0: On the run.
1: That's what Eli Dingle calls them, the Rosas. The Rodgers. Well, of course, it's all his fault because he dobbed in uh, a Dingle, member of the Dingle dubbed clan. in? Yep. So, Zach throws him out of the house because <laughs> that's part of the Dingle um, oath is such that you never betray a Dingle. And uh, <laughs> Debbie's charged with Shane's manslaughter. And also um, Donna reveals that she's um, heading off for a new life in Essex. Or is she?
0: A new life in Essex. Well, yeah. It's a bit of a misnomer, isn't well, it? Well,
1: basically, she's she's leaving the show, oh, okay. and um, um. she leaves on Friday. But I can tell people who might be interested to know, does she go off into the sunset to Essex with um, Ross? Or? Or on her own. She goes on her own. Oh, does she? He goes to Newcastle. All oh, right. So it's all a bit Best of a waste, really, because she mucked up her marriage for an affair that never worked out. Mm. And in the end, she ended up in her own but What was anyway. she going
0: into? Was it hairspray? Yeah. Yeah, she's, yeah, going, yeah, to she's hairspray. going to hairspray.
1: That's good, isn't it? Yeah. Um, Coronation Street tonight, um, Tony lets Maria off the hook because, of course, she tried to mow him down in the car on Monday night. Uh, m- Carla, his wife, is like, hold on a minute. This just does not make any sense um, as to why you're letting her off the hook. And she, of course, made the claims that he killed Jed Stone, who appears in The Rover's Return tonight jed stone so because really? maria's like thinking maybe i've got this wrong maybe he didn't kill liam after all of course we know that he did um and um blanche oh this is very funny i know you like blanche i do like Blanche. And it's one
0: yes. of the reasons people do watch coronation street because but- she's believable whereas i thought that man who worked in the supervised shop ken or whatever his name was this who was the man who used to wear the loud jackets and sort of do oh the-
1: yeah and he used to he was married to the.
0: Yeah. But, yeah, g- g- he was married to Bette Lynch. Bet- Roy, Roy, Roy Gilroy, was it? Yeah. No. Bette Gilroy,
1: no. You're thinking of no. somebody else. I can't remember what his name was. And he was had the big glasses. Yes. And his career went down the tube you know, after Hur! he left. And
0: he was a little bit funny. Oh, and, uh, what was he called? Reg That's Holdsworth. That's it. Thank yes. you.
1: Thank you, um, Amanda. <laughs> Reg Holdsworth, yeah. Because he, of course, yeah. his on-screen wife was
0: Sheree. Houston. Houston. Well, she's as balmy in real life. I mean, she <laughs> quite is absolutely ba- barking quite a good,
1: Quite a good match, really. Um, so, yeah. I Blanche. hate it at the beginning
0: of loose swimming where they go, and Sherry Houston, she goes, come on. I'm thinking, no, you go away <laughs> and take half the panel with you because they're now using too many of the same boring people. <laughs>
1: yeah, they've got a lot of people on there, haven't we they? We have
0: that, I uh, quite Denise. I quite like it. She's on too much. She's on yeah. too much. So they need to get some more people on their, on their roster. It's obviously safe for them to book it, but they're obviously a bit lazy in that department.
1: Yeah, maybe they just say, oh, we'll just
0: stick with it. Karen McGiffin's a bit feisty, yeah. and I like that.
1: Is she actually getting married, or is that just a. Well, I
0: don't know. She really I was going to phone her today months. and go, are you, are you really getting married? It's just publicity. And
1: that's what I was thinking. It's a bit old, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. A bit
0: worrying. Um, uh, Paul in Manchester is very worried. He says, You've got me all hot and bothered now. Do you mean to say that even I- Ina Sharples and Minnie Caldwell were not immune to Ken's charms? Oh, well, no, they liked him a lot. When he used to walk in, they go, Oh, Ken. <laughs> Do you remember? <laughs> <laughs> they were sitting there. Well, I'll have a milk stout, Ina. Well, a he- oh, milk stout. <sighs> Do you milk remember stout. that? <laughs> Let's sit there all day. It was wonderful.
1: They loved him because of the fact that he was a clean living boy, not. Um, and he was, you know, a school teacher, or all of that. He was an upstanding
0: member of the community. That's what he was supposed to be, yeah, wasn't he? Was he. Meant to be that, You're right, yeah. because he was a school teacher, and those were the days, weren't they? Yeah. When you actually respected. I sat school on a bus teachers. the other day going to Kingston, and a load of girls got on at Tiffin School. I can only assume it's when they all stop for tea. And the the <laughs> conversation. I mean, I wish I'd recorded it and played it back because you'd never believe it. They were discussing one of the male teachers there and how. Um, I can't even tell you actually on the programme. I've just realised what I can't say. Well, but, you blushed uh, a little bit. There. I did blush actually because I suddenly realised what these girls were talking about, oh, and yes. what this is obviously what what school children talk about. Their teachers, and they were talking about this this particular teacher and how he never seems to change his clothes. And they were oh. saying, you know, he looks, he, he's wearing the same clothes he was when he first started. They were saying. <laughs> I thought if he's listening to this programme now, he'll be changing very quickly. Uh,
1: every school, te- every male school teacher who doesn't yeah. change
0: his clothes is thinking, "Oh my god, is that me they're talking about?" Yeah. But we used to have them years ago. Do you remember, if you, if you were noisy in class, the teacher would turn around and throw the blackboard rubber at you. So you had, well, probably I'm a bit older than everybody else, chalk dust all down your your jacket. Do you know, when they used mm. to... Did you have chalkboards?
1: Well, yes, yes, I do remember Ooh, God, chalkboards or blackboards. Yeah, blackboards. Yeah, the and they used a the rubber and they'd the, yeah, rub it out and
0: write yeah. again. And then we got the overhead projector. Woo! <laughs> days, indeed. And the acetates that used to write on. Oh, remember yes, yes, very so? good. Yeah, acetates. Yeah. No, yeah. Quarter to seven. News 7 to celebrate Groundhog Day. On the 2nd of February, we've got together with the Pennsylvania Tourist Board to give you the chance to win a fantastic family road trip holiday to Pennsylvania. To get your hands on this fabulous prize, keep listening to Nick Ferrari all this week at breakfast. Go to our website, lbc.co.uk, for more information about how you could win outdoor family fun in Pennsylvania. Quite fancy, that idea, actually. So I've never been to Pennsylvania. I have. Have you? Mm, nice. yeah, it's a nice... It is very nice, yeah. I'm a bit worried about this Middle East crisis which has erupted last night. It's only just hit the, uh, the papers today. Dubai Television has refused to broadcast the Flintstones. A spokesman said Dubai people won't understand the humour, but those in Abu Dhabi do. Mm. OK, it's an old gag, I know, but we had to do it at this time. <laughs> so I think at 10 to 7, you know, I think people have to sort of just take things on board. So we're, we're going to be watching... Coronation Street. We're
1: going to be watching Coronation Street tonight at uh, 7.30. We're also going to be watching Emmerdale at 7 o'clock. Blanche, I was telling you about, uh, her and Leanne are a bit of a double act now in the bookies because Peter's in rehab. So quite amusing lines from that. Uh, And very quickly, tomorrow night, uh, you're going to be watching EastEnders because Janine... Uh Um, is, oh, she's actually very, very good at the moment. And oh, there's right. a big thing that goes on with her and, uh, Jack. He tries to bundle in the boot of the car. <laughs> she then drugs you, know, you wouldn't want
0: to live in the square, would you? They've got no. everything. You could never sell it through an estate agent.
1: <laughs> she, she drugs him and then <laughs> chains him with these handcuffs Lord. to a radiator and mm. then empties a petrol can over them oh lovely. the contents but it's actually water but he doesn't know that no he doesn't know that oh no so um it's it's actually very very good actually and there's a big st bernard's appearing tomorrow um gumbo he's called uh, gumbo gumbo yeah bradley acquires him in an unusual story i quite like bradley
0: actually i've warmed to bradley yeah.
1: charlie clements is a yeah. very good actor
0: yeah. um, Is um see so the, the ginger one yeah yes we like him
1: because they make him wear really strange clothes. Not enough
0: gingers on the television. I've decided.
1: Well, there are two. Well, no, there are there are four in EastEnders.
0: For, there's far too many gingers on the television. <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> four in one programme. I ask <laughs> four,
2: you.
0: Four, yeah. So. <laughs> uh, by the way, Miss Hooley is my daughter-in-law. Mum to my two gorgeous grandsons, Benny and Chevy. The Beeb stopped making Balamori ages ago, and that's Anne in Chislehurst. Oh, really? Did they? So there you go. Oh, so we're watching reruns then? I didn't realise yeah, that. It's even worse. Well, oh, that's a shame Four that they ditched it. Four gingers in EastEnders and a rerun of Balamori. Oh. Dreadful. That's right. Um Steve, your birthday is the same as my nan says Ben. <laughs> Good. Uh, <laughs> uh, Angela says, oh, no, sorry, Angela says, would the Giles' wedding you mentioned be Giles, your producer? Yes, absolutely. He's getting married this Saturday.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: This Saturday to Abby. Uh, Steve, says Jay, uh, March the 17th is my husband's birthday. How many other people are celebrating on my birthday? There will be lots of people. Yeah, there will be lots of people. So many happy returns. Um, Karen in Cardiff says my sister's boyfriend, who is fifty-one, was also asked to prove he was over twenty-one to buy alcohol in Tesco. He he took it as a compliment.
1: Oh yeah, I would if somebody would you? It, yeah. Oh right. Something it happened to me a couple of years ago no. in in an American restaurant uh, when I ordered a bottle of wine and the guy took the order, then came back and said, "I'm sorry, but I need ID." And that was about three no, years ago. Really? Yep, And I was... Oh, you know, I have dined out on that story for many, many times. Nobody
0: ever believes it, of course. <laughs> they always go, oh, yes, of course, fine. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. In the, in the papers this morning, very quick, David Blunkett's going to marry. Is he? Yes, he's announced he's going to marry. Oh, ah, right, great. He has three, three grown-up children from his uh, first marriage. Mm. Uh, and uh, also, there was some story here. Why was it, actually? Why did I... Um... I can never remember why I sometimes turn the pages over. Oh, yes, Errol Brown has said he's not sexy anymore. He's the lead singer of Hot Chocolate. That's right, you say. He
1: always gets tarnished with that one, you sexy thing, doesn't he? Which worked at the time when he was nice
0: and young. Yes, yeah, but uh, but not. And also, a last chance saloon as a club is now offering, every Friday, 90 pence entry, and between 11 and 3 a.m., £5.99. Drink as much as you want. Oh, no, is it a the good local thing? Ca- well, it's, luckily it's not round here, it's in Oldham. And, I mean, there were more than, I think, 13 deaths per 100,000 people in 2007, alcohol-related. Mainly uh, young people in clubs drinking to the point of oblivion. A rather stupid uh, thing. Uh, mixed reaction at this particular club, the Tokyo Club. The, the management's saying we need to do it to get people in. And all the uh, councillors going, I think we need to look at this. Six quid to drink as much as you want.
1: Yeah, It's got to be bad news. Yeah, that, that absolutely... Because you know what it's like. It's like anything. If you think you're getting a bargain, you're like, wolf it down. Yeah. But why
0: is it that people just want to go out and... And just drink themselves into oblivion in a nightclub. What sort of... then the next morning, you get, somebody goes, you have a good night? Well, I don't know, really. <laughs> but most of it in the gutter. I, and then we I, had one of those revolting kebabs.
1: Yeah, because that's the only time you have... Actually, there's a piece in... I think it's the star this morning talking about uh, how a kebab pretty much can kill you because of
0: the amount 2 of saturated fat. 2,000 calories. I've said before, buy one tonight... Leave it and then watch all the congealed fat oh, no, on the top of it, and you won't touch them ever again. Disgusting food. It's all right if you have the chicken skewers, mm. and they do like that. But if it's the sliced meat, yuck! Disgusting. It's the only time I ever eat one is if I've had too much to drink. Yeah. And most of it, they're saying, uh, not even halal. It's got pork in it. Mm. Which is yeah. because what they do, they make them and they put bacon in between. Yeah. To f- <laughs> Hello? <laughs> it kind of defeats the point. Kind of really, defeats the object, it? I think. So we're not sure about that one at all. <laughs> uh, more on the two girls with Russell Brand, who rather stupidly, unless he's Stevie Wonder or doing an impression of, uh, is wearing dark glasses emerging from a nightclub. Oh, what's the point of that? With two old things. Um, I mean, I don't know what, what, what you call them. Glamour models, for that read, they'll just about do anything. Desperate desperate girls. Desperate little girls, I'm afraid. But I'm sure their parents are really thrilled. And so we wish them the very best of luck in their five minutes of fame, (laughs) unfortunately. Proud. Proud moment. Proud moment. And, of course, Paris Hilton's over here at the moment, uh, which is lovely, so we have to put up with her. I mean, you'll watch her being interviewed this morning on television. She is dim in the extreme.
1: Well, I I read this morning that she thinks that um, the Prime Minister of Britain is not Gordon Brown, but Gordon Ramsay.
0: Yes. (laughs) That says it all really, doesn't it? It it really is a little. (laughs) It's not helpful, is it? And I wish they would stop saying she's heir to the hotel fortune. They sold the hotel chain some time ago. She got nothing. Not one penny piece, because she was never heir to anything at all, I'm afraid. She carries the name, and that's about as far as it goes. And uh, they're now making a big thing about Steve Wright, who apparently has put on weight. Oh, is you it? know, like you're entitled to, for goodness sake, and so somebody's taken a picture. Oh my heavens, he does look big. Yeah, but I mean, it, for goodness sake, he's not. And somebody said he doesn't look the same as his picture on the website. I don't look uh, the no, same as the picture on the say, website. Who does? <laughs> you know, we just don't people. People change. I don't see why. You know, every single person changes, unless you're Jar Jar Gabor, in which case your cosmetic surgeon changes, yeah. but you look exactly the same.
1: I do like Steve Wright.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely yeah, right. Nice man. Nice mm. genuine, you know. Nice sort of person, sort of person we need in the business. Not on this station, admittedly, but you know, <laughs> as long as it's elsewhere I don't care. Uh, we will sort out, uh, Rose, the podcast later. Uh, IT are on it. Even as I speak, they are actually on it. I don't know what that means, but it means that they're going to be sorting it out. And Susan Spencer will be back with us oh, in digestion. <laughs> <laughs> I hiccuped. I hiccuped and then tried to swallow a hiccup. That's not good for me, is it? Right. And so we'll see you back next week. Next Wednesday, yes. We should look forward to that. Thank yes. you very much indeed. Because the time you get home, it's really light. The time I get home, it's light. And the strange thing is, as I sort of get off the train, there's all these people standing there looking quite dejected. Because
1: they're on the way to work. Because
0: they're on the way to work. And the trains are packed in yeah, the morning. Absolutely. It's. I, I didn't really People stand and they're all jammed in. I've oh, It's like cattle market. You I can't believe that you pay a ticket for that. Absolutely. But of course, as they'll tell you, buying a ticket does not guarantee you a seat. It does on this programme tomorrow morning. No ticket needed, just your attention. Next with you after the news, which is next on LBC. The day Graham Hole's daughter said Daddy for the first time... ...was a day to remember. But it was memorable for the wrong reasons too. His training on the new machine at work was rushed, and that's how he injured his hand.